Hey Scooby Squad, welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah. And I'm Annika. And today, we're going to tell you about a dog that helps locate and save stranded dolphins. Welcome back to episode three. Episode three. You got more doggies coming your way tonight. Yeah, I don't know the story. Um, Honestly, it's been kind of a tough week. Like, I'm ready for <laughs> a puppy pick me up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's been a good week, yeah, though. Yeah, speaking of, like, stressful weeks. <laughs> yeah. I have had, like, a, I, a stress backache that turns into a headache every evening. Um because of all the new that's happening in my life. What uh, new, Hannah? What could be new in your yeah. life? <laughs> uh, like buying a house and starting a new job in a new grade level yep. at a new school. It's a lot of work, you guys. It's good work. It's fun work. Yeah. And I'm also living away from my husband and my puppy during the week. And that's it's, a lot. Yeah, that's and a lot. And it's great getting to stay with Annika and Thomas and Buffy. But I miss my you miss your uh, my family, yeah. yeah, and my peeps, uh, yeah. So peep. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give Hannah a little bit of a break, <laughs> yeah. let her kind of settle into, you know, new house, new roles, all that good stuff. So you're stuck with me again this week. But well, we're we're normally gonna try to alternate, like yes. we just did with that sentence. Um, <laughs> yeah. So normally. In the future, we'd, we want to be able to, like, kind of bounce back and forth. So, like, I tell a story one week, Hannah tells the next week, you know. Um, so, normally, this would be her week, but I'm going to give her a bit of a break. I might try. I'll try to bring y'all a personal tale next week. Um, one of my yes. own personal tales. Um, so. We're going to hold you to that. I'm going to cross my fingers that I can get it done. Um, <laughs> because every time I sit down lately, I fall asleep. <laughs> teach your life <laughs> yeah um um in other news we started a facebook page uh so you can go and follow us on facebook or join it or like it i don't know how it works um if you search for or puppy dog to join it uh, and that might be a thing i think it's public oh sweet never we'll mind. figure it out we're still learning too um if you go to puppy dog tales podcast if you just search that on Facebook, it should pop up. So, yeah, check us out on there. Um, we'll make sure to give all the updates when new episodes come out. Um, yeah. Post fun pictures, um, videos like we posted the video of Buffy saluting. Yes, with it's the so rags cute. episode, super cute. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> go go look at that video. Yeah. It's too cute. So, um, are there any, did Sadie have any, like, new nicknames this week? Oh, man. Xavier called her something when she did something bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, she growled at a stranger. It was, like, under her, like, it was a low growl. Sometimes she does that when she sees, it's just, it's just men. It's usually older men. Mm. Um, I don't know why. (laughs) But she never, like, does anything other than, like, a grrr, and that's yeah. it, but we don't tolerate any of it. Um, 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, speaking of like dogs being a little naughty, uh, Buffy is a wonderful, perfect angel. Never does anything wrong, but she kind of <laughs> does because she she is the sweetest little thing. But she has this super aggressive sounding bark, like she very deep bark especially for her size and gravelly is very gravelly no that's totally the word for it super gravelly so she just um and she just she loves people we've said before she's a pe- she's a people person people pup and but so the- oh, go we ahead, just go ahead. like whenever we're passing somebody like on a walk um excuse me she tends to pull um and then she gets frustrated because she can't get to the person. And then she starts, like, growling a little bit. And I just want to tell people, like, she's still learning. She wants to lick your face and love you. And it just, yeah. So Buffy's Buffy's problem is that she just, she wants to be with someone so bad that yes. she kind of starts to lunge yes. towards them. And it she just starts to run at them. And then because of the yeah, harness, it, like it just turns into, like, a lunge. A lunge. And it. And it looks like if you didn't know her, like if I didn't know her for four weeks old, yeah, I would probably think that it was a little aggressive. It's not at all. It's not. She's it's a, not, I want to meet you. Right. It's she's absolutely. not trying to attack. Like if she's off leash, she'll just like go up and lick people. And like mm-hmm. she's actually very polite. Like she'll just sniff people's feet. And if they pet her, she'll like jump up on them a little bit. Like um, that part's not so much polite. But, you know, like it's sweet. Um, she doesn't like bounce like jump into people like my dog does sometimes (laughs) she does she's very stiff legged in her front legs though yeah i don't think she can always help it Uh. but so anyway so i i finally got this gentle leader um you're welcome thank you it (laughs) literally changed my life i oh my gosh y'all it was so much better so it's the kind of it looks like a, a rope lead for thingy. a horse. Yeah. That's the so best way sits, to describe it. Yeah. It sits like there's part of it goes like, I just bumped my microphone. Sorry. Part of it goes like on top of her nose. Um, and so it's helpful because when I like when I need to like pull back, I barely have to even like touch the I barely have to do anything to her leash and she stops. Yeah. It's awesome. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah, so much. It was a night and day difference. So if you have a little, I mean, and the other thing too, like Buffy is a tank. She's a pit. So she might be only like what, like 40, 45 pounds, but she is 45 pounds of straight up muscle. So she, if she wants to get somewhere, it's hard to keep her from getting somewhere. So she's, she's harder it's funny. Sadie has at least 10, 15 pounds on her. Maybe more. At least. Yeah. At least. 15, I'm going to go 15 to 20. Yeah. But Sadie's a, one of her nicknames is Noodle because she's <laughs> yes. she's just a noodle. Um, Like literally I've seen Buffy just bowl her over at their current sizes. Oh, completely like, just knock her down. Head yeah. ramps her in the side and Sadie's on the ground. She doesn't care because right. that's just how they play. Yeah. But... <laughs> But it did knock the wind out of her once. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the if you have a dog that's as like pulley or, you know, reactive, whether it's aggressive or just because she wants to play like Will Buff, 
Uh, seriously, consider that gentle leader. It looks like I was a little nervous about it at first because it does kind of look like a muzzle, but it's not. I mean, yeah, I she can. That. Huh? I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. So and she can like she can. I mean, she was picking up sticks. I mean, she held this like one really thick. Yeah. <laughs> thick stick. Um, yeah, they she could still, eat treats. She could sniff. So, yeah. So seriously consider that if you're having trouble um, with your dog pulling or being reactive on the leash. And this is not sponsored at all. This not is at all. This is literally just like we this used was it just on like, Buffy the other day. I took day. her yesterday and I was like, I don't have to worry about if there's a person. Anyways, well, we should get into our story for yeah. the week. So... Our story this week is all about Cloud, the dolphin rescuer. No. Yeah. And honestly, like, I kind of expected Cloud to be, like, this white floofy thing. Mm-hmm. She's not. She's still adorable, but not a white floofy thing. So. Yeah, I need, to, I need to look at a picture of her. She's cute. Yeah. She, anyway, so I stumbled across this story in a National Geographic Kids book. And I can't, I can't remember if it was a book that I just had in my classroom library mm. or if I got at the library, who knows. But yeah, if you want to check it out, it's a great book. Um, they have lots of different like animal heroes, not just dogs, but the book is called Nat Geo Kids Dog Finds Lost Dolphins. Aww. So we're going to start by talking about dolphins. Um, Or... <laughs> So what are they called, Hannah? They're called. I'm gonna get it right this time. You got it. Eat doggies. <laughs> so just as a reminder to y'all, this I'm not just insane. I mean, I might be a little bit, but yeah. um, but we're we're accepting of everyone here. So, um, <laughs> oh, she's cute. I looked up sc- a cloud. Um, but anyway, so I'm sorry. <laughs> That's your ADHD moment of the day. We need yeah. a little, we need a little sound effect for that. I think um, we should, we should totally get a sound effect for yeah. our ADHD moment. So, so the the whole eat doggy thing. Um, we we decided to to do this because when I was a toddler, I was obsessed with cows. I mean, look at them. <laughs> They're cows. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Big lump of milk. <laughs> I was trying to find that. <laughs> the connection ch- to corn. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, keep going. We got to stop. <laughs> um, so, I was obsessed with them, and we passed by them quite often in the car. Um, because in, like, rural. Rural West. western North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, you see a lot of those. Um, and... I would always point and like get really excited every single time and say, look at the moo doggies. And so my family called the moo doggies for a long time. And I didn't realize it was weird until I accidentally said it as an adult <laughs> one time. Just kind of slipped. And, and then but it's really cute. Fun of her a little bit, but it's yeah, okay because we're friends. I can take it. Um, <laughs> So we decided to run with that with the pod, and every time we cover a non-doggo, we're gonna call them a a 
blank doggy insert noise here so dolphin insert noise here doggy. dolphin sound i think <laughs> it's your turn what i think it's your turn to do the dolphin sound i'm good thanks <laughs> okay so dolphins so dolphins are incredible animals they're obviously really great swimmers super super intelligent they're they have a really great sense of smell i don't yeah. know Ooh, that'd be fun to like compare dolphin sense of smell to dog sense of smell because i don't know i feel like dogs are gonna win but I'll, i feel I'll like dogs would win too but anyway so incredible incredible animals um one problem that dolphins sometimes face is they can often end up stranded on the shore on the beach um and scientists aren't a hundred percent sure why there's a lot of potential reasons of why they think this might happen yeah so I'll go through some of those reasons right now. So a couple, first reason is due to water pollution. That's, yeah. So think about like it can make it harder to see through the water, um, to know where they're going. Get lost from their pod. Yeah. Well, and that's another one is they think that, um, the dolphins for whatever reason might end up separated from their pod. And as they're searching for their group they just get lost somehow uh another reason that makes a lot of sense to me actually is getting disoriented after a big storm or a hurricane they're just their sense of direction gets messed up Mm. and then another reason um could also be from injury or illness and that's they see that a lot i think in these dolphins that end up on the shore so Marine biologists have been studying dolphins that end up on the shore to try to figure out, you know, why this is happening. So, you know, because if we can figure out why it's happening, then we can hopefully prevent it from happening to more dolphins. So one such marine biologist was a man named Chris Blankenship. He studied dolphins and why they ended up stranded. Um, And he was actually a marine biologist for over 20 years when our our story takes place. So part of his job was to rescue and try to save the dolphins that ended up stranded. So he would, you know, first off, make sure that they Mm -hmm. could breathe. um, Because if uh, especially so our story takes place in the Florida Keys. And so a lot of times these dolphins would end up trapped due to tree roots. So they'd get stuck. Yeah. They'd get stuck. I know it's scary. Yeah. So they get stuck among these tree roots and then they can't come up to the surface to get air to breathe. I found something out about dolphins. Ooh. This is going to blow your mind because I definitely did not know this. They don't have a sense of smell. Oh, never mind. I, I don't know where, like... (laughs) <laughs> i know i feel like I, we should have known that but this like, is on like yeah that's interesting yeah, this is on like a legit site like on like a on like a marine biology site interesting like they have super great hearing and they they of course use sonar the echolocation, echolocation thank yep. you. um but they and they have olfactory tracks but hmm. no olfactory nerve huh really weird that's so interesting because i i think i assumed because like of the stories of like dolphins detecting cancer and people yeah 
Oh yeah, they, we we could totally cover dolphins on another episode. This is wild. Episode. <laughs> I just learned so much. Yeah. The more you know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. But yeah, so Chris. Yes. Saving dolphins in Florida. So he would make sure first, first off, would make sure that they could breathe. So, because again, they get stuck under tree roots, can't come up, get air. He would, you know, prop them up if he needed to, to help them be able to get air. Um, They'd have to keep pouring water on them to keep their skin moist. And then animals that were, dolphins that were sick, even after they were, like, you know, freed or able to move around on their own, they would take them to an animal hospital to help them. So one night, he got a call about... I don't even know how this happened about this crazy amount of dolphins all stranded at once. I think I read it was 80 dolphins. Holy crap. All stranded on the beach all at once. That's like really scary to picture. I I can't even picture I it. I would either think like the apocalypse is yeah, happening like or what's call the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What's the book <laughs> that starts out with all the dolphins going to space? Because that's the other thing that made me think of. Oh, is that wait? Hold Hitchhiker's on. Guide to yes. the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My mind went to the world's going to end and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is also an apocalyptic book. So truth works. Yeah. So yeah, eighty dolphins all at once. I cannot. I literally cannot even picture it. So, and unfortunately, with that many dolphins all at once, it was literally impossible. To help every single one of them. I mean, there's yeah, no like... way that you can locate them all and help them all. So that event started Chris wondering if dogs could help them find the dolphins quicker. So because he had cool heard, thought. I mean, dolphins at this time had been used for tons of things. You know, there were police dogs and um, drug dogs that could sniff out. Yeah things like that so he was wondering is there a way that we could use dogs to help find these dolphins so he started talking about this idea with beth smart um and she was also um a dolphin and marine expert so she worked at the dolphin and marine medical research foundation nice so she helped sick and injured dolphins recover um, and then she also helped oh. to rehabilitate them and make sure that they could return to the wild. So, wow, really important work. Um, so she loved this plan. She loved this idea. So Chris and Beth started thinking about what type of dog that they would need. If they're really going to start this thing, what kind of dog do they need to look for? So... They started kind of coming up with a list for their, like, dream pup. So they knew the dog yeah. needed to be, obviously, it needed to be smart. Yeah. Um, If you're finding dolphins in the water, it needs to be able to swim. Um, mm. This one I kind of thought was interesting. They wanted a dog that was playful because dogs, oh. working dogs, tend to have more success yeah. if they're having fun. Yeah. So if they can think of it like it's a game... And they're enjoying playing yeah. the game. They're going to learn it faster. Yeah. Think about think about it like this. It's like it's their currency. Like dogs don't yeah. care about money. Fun is 
Fun is their currency. Fun and like treats. Which yeah. sounds like <laughs> the best way to live life. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Like I want to live like that. Yeah. Um, and then they'd also want one that was super friendly so that they could get along and interact well with the rest of the team that was trying to rescue the dolphin. So they decided on a lab and I yeah. did Safe not. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, checks pretty much all of those boxes. Yep, sure does. And I didn't know this about labs, um, mm-hmm. but labs actually have webbed feet. Yeah. So they're amazing swimmers. Sadie has webbed feet, too. Oh, does she? Mm-hmm. Aw. Yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty common. A lot Is of dogs it? have webbed toes. Okay. Yeah. But I think, like, what I read, it was, like, labs especially. They're, Is they're like a little more pronounced or something. They were bred to be water dogs, mm-hmm. like, to, to go grab ducks, like, they were bred to work with duck hunters mm-hmm. so they were bred to be able to go in ponds and fetch the ducks and that's why their bite is so gentle most of the time yeah. because so that they don't like mangle the meat that makes sense um so that's that's like we've obviously repurposed all that for this and a lot of other things yeah so, yeah so well and labs also have an oily coat that also mm-hmm. helped them swim faster in the water so they decided on a lab (coughs) so they started looking for a specific pup and they found cloud and cloud her name makes you think that she's got like golden or golden or yeah she's actually a black lab (laughs) um and she was perfect everything that they wanted in the dog so she was incredibly energetic she absolutely loved playing in the water she was super happy to be around people. She could be calm around people. That's, my little baby. That's tricky. Yeah, that uh, is tricky to be happy around people, but my very be well able beha- to keep your cool. My very well-behaved guide dog puppy at one point knocked over a toddler. Just barely. Yeah. But <laughs> it was just yeah. a little too much excitement. And she kind of just like touched her with her nose. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so the only thing that gave them kind of some concern with cloud was that she's a black lab so she's gonna be outside all day in florida Florida keys in the heat so they were kind of concerned that she would overheat with her black fur but when they first got her out there to start training she immediately found a spot in the shade right away so that she wouldn't overheat so she was really good at that too just kind of like knowing her limits yeah that's that's also really hard for a lab because they're kind of workaholics if they if they're enjoying what they're doing they they will not stop that's true too yeah but crazy smart dog she was able to do that so they have the dog they have a plan they know what they want this dog to do so they had to find a trainer so they hired mike clark who had trained tons of dogs before for police work, um, but he had never trained a dog to rescue dolphins before. Nice. Because this was like... Well, yeah, pretty new. Brand new. When when was this? Asking the real questions. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta have a... Okay, so we looked it up, and it looks like Cloud was three years old in 2007. Um, the book that I mentioned earlier was published in 2012 Mm -hmm. and I think the idea that they had to start training dogs to rescue dolphins happened around 2005 so that's kind of 
That's time frame. Yeah, that that helps for some yeah. reason. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and this was the first time that they, anyone had attempted using dogs to rescue dolphins. So, Mike Clark again, our dog trainer. He started where you start with any dog. He started with your typical obedience training. Cool, cool. Making sure she can walk nicely on a leash. Still working on that with ours. Uh, <laughs> having her, you know, follow basic commands like sit, roll over, what have you. And then once she had mastered basic obedience training, they started introducing her to dolphin scent samples. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So they were... I think to get the samples for the dolphin scents, I think they used blood samples. That makes sense. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that's what they used. The only other thing would be like some kind of like extracting some scent, like some scent gland, but that seems like really difficult. I mean, there was definitely some sort of extraction process to get the scents, but I'm yeah. pretty sure blood samples was the basics of it. Um, yeah. So anyway, so they would introduce these dolphin scent samples to cloud and they trained her they would start playing hide and seek with the samples we play hide and seek with Sadie. i know we play her toys we play hide and seek with buffy all the time it's so cute so they would just that's what they would do they would just play hide and seek and she would have to go find wherever they had hid the samples i feel really smart huh it makes me feel really smart that you do that with your dog. Yeah. Yeah. It also makes me feel like my dog is really smart. But. Yeah. <laughs> so they also trained her to sit and bark whenever she found a sample to kind of alert the team that she had found yeah. the sample. They ended up, she got really good at it and they ended up introducing her to samples from tons of types of dolphins and even whales. Um, and eventually. That's so cool. I know. So, eventually, they felt confident that she could find any type of stranded dolphin because they had introduced so many scents from so many different species of, or types of dolphins. So, once Cloud was properly trained, knew all her scents, was able to find them successfully, was able to find them Mm-hmm. You know, because you have to you have to introduce this kind of thing in a closed environment like indoors and then take it outside. And so once yeah. she was able to find these samples outdoors and, you know, just like a regular on the beach, um, he Mike Clark taught Chris Black and Ship the commands, um, how to use the commands and just how to be a good handler for cloud. So. Wow. Cloud got her first experience with dolphin rescue. Um, in one evening, so Chris got a call in the evening about a possible dolphin being stranded. Um, and it was yeah. really late in the evening. So in the book that I read, he said that he was so grateful that they had trained cloud because it would have been way too dark for a human to try to find the dolphin Mm, with eyesight you know so being her being able to use the nose was going to come in very handy and their eyes can use light use like small amounts of light better than ours too that's true too yeah yeah so they took he took cloud out on a on a little boat 
Um, and they could only look for dolphins in water deep enough for a boat because otherwise she'd just get tired out or get injured. So yeah. what would happen is they'd take the boat out and then once Cloud started alerting that there was a dolphin nearby, then she oh. she would be allowed to get out and go find the dolphin. Gotcha. So this particular evening, she was Cloud was able to find a dolphin. And this dolphin, this poor thing, was just covered in snake bites. So Aww. snake bites? Snake bites. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, especially in the Florida Keys, they would end up being stuck in like these uh, mangrove oh. trees. Yeah. So these huge, I mean, think about these huge sprawling roots. And these dolphins will get just like stuck in between these roots. And, you know, Florida Keys, there's all kinds of other a lot of animals, of wildlife li- yeah. living in there. So there was lots of snakes. And, it, yeah, this poor thing was just covered in snake Aww. bites. So, obviously, like, time is of the essence to get this thing out. So she, Cloud, was able to get this dolphin, you know, to locate this dolphin in time for experts to help the dolphin. Wow. Um, and I was That's really incredible. kind of sad that, like, I don't know what happened to the dolphin. I don't Aww. know if this particular dolphin survived. It wasn't mentioned in the book. It, but it did say that she helped get experts there in time to help. So I wow. would assume that our dolphin friend is fine. Um, so in the book, and again, this book came out in 2012. So I'm sure that this number has gone up. But at the time that that book had been published, Cloud was able to find six stranded dolphins and whales. So, and she even, this is cool, she sniffed a pilot whale from half a mile offshore. Wow. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's crazy. She was able to find and locate a whale half a mile away. Dang. Um, And so, Cloud's success in being able to locate dolphins has a ton of potential to train dogs to help other animals too. I mean, if she can find a pilot whale from half a mile away, like they could be able to find potentially manatees. Yeah. Which, you know, manatees, I think they recently came off of the endangered list. Oh, that's cool. I think not too. Yeah. Not too long ago. Um, but right. I mean, still like a critical species. And sea turtles as well, because sea turtles and manatees also can yeah. end up stranded. So I think it's really exciting, the work that they did all with those, Cloud yeah. and kind of the potential for, Yeah, you know. all those migrating sea yeah. creatures. Well, and, and too, like, I mean, I think, I know dolphins are, what is it called, a keystone species or something? Is that what it's called? That is the name for it. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of exactly, like, it's, oh, yeah, if. If dolphins died out, then it's very likely that a whole ecosystem might collapse. Type right. Of thing. Yeah. So, and I think manatees and turtles, you know, kind of also fall in there too. Very important to our environment and endangered. Mm-hmm. Um, a really cute moment that happened. This was so precious. So, when they were um, starting to teach Cloud the difference between... Oh, this was cool, too. I didn't even mention this. They were able to teach Cloud the difference between a sick dolphin and a healthy dolphin. Oh. 
They were That's able to so teach cool. her that. So that way, you know, if there's another situation like that first event with the 80 dolphins on the shore, she'd be able to help them prioritize which dolphins are sick and need the most help. This dog is doing triage. Yeah, this dog is a triage nurse. This is incredible. Like, I was thinking that with the 80 dolphin situation. Yeah. Like, something about triage. Like, how are they supposed to triage 80 dolphins? Like, you can't really because we only have so many vet experts. But, like, the dog can help now. Yeah. Well, and another (laughs) thing I read, too, was that before Cloud, a lot of the people, a lot of the people on the team would just be volunteers that were trained right then and there they were just people from the community that wanted to help wow which is amazing that there are people in the community that want to help and we're yeah. able to help these dolphins but at the same time like you're saying with the triage triage thing they're not experts they don't you, know yeah. which one they don't know who needs the sick. most help right yeah. so anyways so when they were trying to teach her the difference between a healthy dolphin and a sick dolphin she was trying to locate some dolphins and this i think was in the um marine life center so this is in a more controlled environment but she was able to find these dolphins and when she found them she went up to them and started kissing them on the nose <laughs> the sick ones just, just the or just do- any i think dolphin. these were healthy dolphins but okay. yeah they just she went up to them and started kissing them on the nose like giving them little oh. licks and then the dolphins played chase with Cloud. Oh, my so God. So Cloud started, like, running along on yeah. the, running along beside them, and the dolphins would just follow her. Oh. And when Cloud turned around, they'd follow her the other way, too. So they just. That would give my dog the zoomies. Oh, for sure. Like nobody's business. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> so cute. Ah, oh, I wish I could have been there. Um, Yeah, so it just it just seemed like the dolphins just knew. That this dog yeah. was just a friend to them. So, I wanted to share that cute little moment with you. That's amazing. That made my life a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. See? Puppy pick me up. That's Every it. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. All right. All right. So, since we were talking about dogs being able to smell out these amazing dolphins. Well, and then like last week too, we were talking about rags. Yeah. Being able to sniff out. Like telephone wire that was broken. Dogs so they're amazing. They're incredible. So let's talk about our doggy superpower. We yeah, introducing a new segment. New segment, doggy superpower. <laughs> All right. Is this my turn? My yeah. turn. She gave me the look. Um <laughs> dogs have two hundred and twenty million smell receptor cells. That's a lot. That is 40 times what we have. I'm um, not going to do the math on that. So the olfactory bulb in the brain. Yes, that is something that we have and dogs have. It is what does your sense of smell stuff. Um, is twice as big as that of humans. I want to say a lot more facts about the olfactory bulb, but I'll keep talking about dogs instead. <laughs> um, so... They also get more information from smelling than people do. Basically, they can they can differentiate smells a lot better than we can. Yeah, um, like healthy dolphin versus sick dolphin. Yeah. I mean, I remember like when my brothers and I, when we got our first dog, Annie, she 
we would always joke and she was a hound so sniffing was like her entire life uh but she we would joke all the time about like she would find a little scent and we'd be joking about oh somebody had a burrito there five years ago but like who knows who knows maybe like they can get a lot of information yeah because something else we found is that they can their noses are powerful enough to detect one part per trillion so like one molecule per one trillion molecules which is equal to one like one drop of water in 20 olympic size swimming pools yeah that's that's pretty darn powerful <laughs> that's crazy um when when i was um a, when i was in college um we would joke that um our dog maggie could hear or smell dad coming home from work once he got on the once he got within like cuz once he got within like 5 minutes away Maggie would always like start to alert. Yeah. Um, she would sit up really straight, and and every now and then she would bark a little bit. She was a golden retriever, um, but yeah, she would. And then I'd be like, "Okay, Dad's gonna be home in like five minutes." As soon as Maggie like kind of did her alert thing, and Maggie was Daddy's girl. So, Aww. <laughs> yeah. But it's like not even a hyperbole. Like, no, she probably could. My actually said, smell yeah my sibling said i was exaggerating and i was like i don't, I don't think i am guys i don't think you were she either. knows like yeah. she doesn't just because he never he didn't come home at the same time every day um no. but yeah so it's wild dogs have also been known to detect a lot of different things in their owners and help them um i some most of these examples just come from ex- stories that i've heard um like detecting cancer um and smelling um smelling the change in hormones Mm -hmm. is like is like what that's kind of based in and smelling seizures like i someone came to one of my college lectures and told us how their it was actually they had a they had a chihuahua that oh really or a shizu maybe okay that helped detect their seizures um they trained it to wow to notice when it was about to happen yeah, I remember there was a girl uh, who sat next to me in a science class in college who had a um, a guide dog, and that dog, she would get, like, really low. Her blood pressure would just plummet all of a sudden. Um, and so there was one time where the dog started, you know, getting agitated and started alerting, and she went, she just went to the back of the classroom and laid down, and her, her blood pressure had just dropped. And so... Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. That's all, that's all smell. It's all smell. Um, so something that I can't believe I was never taught this, but when um, when dogs inhale a fold of tissue inside their nose, helps separate like what they need for breathing and what they need for like what they need for smelling. It like literally can separate the particles, and, um, and they can receive new odors in their noses even when exhaling because of those little slits in the sides. Yeah, which I, when you told me that, I was like, I had always wondered, like, why they had those little extra slits on the side of their yeah. nostrils. That's actually one I didn't know before. Yeah. Yeah, either. This is really cool. I think, did I skip one? No. Um. Yeah, so... 
there's some interesting facts about smells which it i don't i don't know why i'm yeah. stuttering on this one um <laughs> but it's just incredible um, you're buffering it's fine i'm buffering a little bit yeah <laughs> it's okay we've had a long week some buffering uh, yes, is to be expected we can move into our third segment for yeah, tonight. yeah so some things that you can do with your doggy so like we said they originally taught cloud how to find the scents by playing hide and seek so they did it with you know Dolphin sense extract, whatever. Uh, but you dolphin can do it. Extract. I don't know why I said it <laughs> like that, that but it me makes out sense a little bit. to me. Uh, <laughs> but you can play hide and seek with your dog. We play. I play with Buffy a lot. I know you play with Sadie all the time. Yeah, I taught her. Yeah. So all you need to do, you get your dog's favorite toy, or honestly, and by her I mean you. I taught you how to play hide and seek with Buffy. Yes. <laughs> Um, I was like, that could be confusing because I also taught Sadie. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so you get their favorite toy or honestly, I mean, I don't think Buffy, Buff, Buffy, what am I doing? I don't think Buffy even has a favorite toy. It just like, huh. she loves all, yeah, just whichever Sadie toy. Sadie doesn't really either. Whichever toy is hiding the farthest under the coffee table is normally her favorite <laughs> toy. Uh, so get your dog's favorite toy or just any old toy and ask them to sit. And this is actually a really good way to, to help with stay if your dog is having a hard yeah. time with that. So you make them wait while you go hide the toy. And lots you can give them lots of stay commands. Mm-hmm. Lots yeah, of reminders. You can repeat it. I like to, you know, kind of hold my hand out to give a visual reminder, stay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's okay to give lots of reminders. You don't have to give just one and expect yeah. them to remember. I I try to give less and less the older Sadie gets. Oh, like, yeah, I'll try for to, sure. I'll try to see if I can go 10 seconds without saying, like, wait, like to remind her that I'm there and I'm doing something. Um, because she, they're, they're dogs. They are, like. They're curious. They want to investigate. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and then once you've hidden your toy or their toy, you give them whatever the release command is. Buffy's is break. And then they let them run and find the toy. So once they find the toy, give them lots of praise. Have them bring it to you. Buffy Mm. gets like celebration zoomies when she finds her toy. Yeah, she does. Yeah. So she'll like run circles around our coffee table when she finds it it's super cute <laughs> and then she like, like wants me to chase her to get it again and yeah but yeah Sadie wants that too yeah um a tip I have for this is to name their toy yeah something yeah. like one syllable mm-hmm. uh one or two so I wouldn't go past two syllables unless there's like a toy that you have that like has always had a name um yeah. that's just like a long word but Dogs typically do best with like one or two syllable words. Um, yeah. Buffy has like this little, my, I think my mom gave her this little vampire toy. So we played hide and seek with it once. It was oh, really she cute. Like, the vampire. Buffy, go find your vampire. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Spike. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we had another ball that was, uh, it was like a spiky oh, ball. Yeah. 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 That's so right. it was like a spiky ball. We called it Spike. So, Buffy, yeah. go find your spike. Sadie, we need an angel one next. <laughs> mm. Sadie had a, has a little velociraptor Aww. from BarkBox named Claws. 
because it has like really long claws. Yeah. And then uh, oh wait, that's the that's the weird like Archaeopteryx one. She loves it though, and she has another dinosaur named the Blue from like Jurassic World. No. So we like we play with Blue and um and claws a lot because the short names and the and they're and they're toys that have been around for a long time. So it's if you have. If you're lucky enough to have a dog like like mine that likes to like hang on to her toys for a while, then it makes it a little easier because you could name a toy and the toy stays around for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm working with Sadie on. No, this is we're not there yet. We're not at expert mode. Expert mode. Um, my dog Maggie could play expert mode. She because she never wrecked her toys, so she had like <laughs> eight. Not to Buffy. T- she had eight, like eight to ten toys, like stuffies that we would play with, and my brother would go hide all of them and tell her to find a specific one, and she could do it. Yeah, um, he would be like, "Go find Piggy." We kind of kept the name simple. And, um, and she'd come back like with Piggy, so so proud of herself. Ears flat against her head. Yeah. So if you're trying to get your dog to like. But that's expert. Mode. Be a dolphin detective. You could do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Um. Next week, hopefully, fingers crossed, Hannah will be bringing you a story. So I will try my best. Yeah. Not too much pressure, but no. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um. And just a reminder, you can find us on Instagram at Puppy Dog Tales pod that's tales t-a-l-e-s um and you can also find our website on shows.acast.com slash puppy dog tales and don't forget about the facebook page yeah just got up there today oh and please submit your own personal don't do it i want to do it don't do it it's so cute don't do it though Okay, fine. You can do it. Personal? No. <laughs> puppy dog tail. <laughs> um, if you, the link to the puppy, to the, to the, to the submitting your own tail. The Google form. <laughs> That's the word it. for it. The We're link tired. to the Google form uh, is, it should be on our website. It's also in the show notes of this episode. So, if you are brand new to podcasts, the show notes, if you click, there's like a read more button. That's right. If you yeah. click down there, um, you'll be able to see some information about our episode. You'll be able to see, I'll link, I'll make sure to link the book um, where I got most of my information for this story. And then I'll make sure to put the, why do I keep forgetting the word Google form? I'll make sure yeah. to put the Google form link in there too for you guys. So you can always look um, at the show notes to find that information as well. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for us. We tonight. hope we, that y'all keep listening. Please do. And keep calm and, and wag, wag on. on. <laughs>